Because Nobody Told Me, the 98FM Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. 98. Hey, how's it going? Serena and Lauren here with you for another episode of Nobody Told Me. Lauren, how was your week this week? Hi there. <laughs> um, oh, good. Yeah. Um, God, it feels like a while now since the last episode and I think we both came away feeling pretty awesome after it. We really did. Like We, we both sent each other um, voice notes going... God, I didn't know I'd enjoy this podcast as much as I do. It's great therapy. Um, it's great just to be able to talk. Sometimes you don't even know how you're feeling until it's out of your mouth and someone's repeating it back to you. And it's just like, really? Is yeah. that what's going on in my head? I don't know if you've ever gone to therapy, right? I have. And sometimes you'd be going in going, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. And then the things that you talk about, you're like, I had no idea that was on my mind. I had no idea that that was bothering me. And that's how I kind of feel about this. Like, I'm looking down at my phone now and I have, like, things that kind of came to me during the week to talk about. And I'm like, the first thing is, right, dungarees and shit explosions. Oh, what? So, <laughs> right, I will never, ever buy anyone snowsuits or dungarees when they have babies. Because they're the two things that people bought me. And I've so many snowsuits that like some of them will never go on them. And I have endless pairs of dungarees. And every time I put dungarees on the baby, my husband goes, Jesus Christ, he's wearing dungarees again. Like, and he hates dungarees. I swear, this one particular pair, they're baby blue corduroy. They're so gorgeous. And every time I put them on him, there's a shit explosion. And I honestly think my husband is whispering in the baby's ear at night, being like, wait until you leave the house tomorrow. She puts those dungarees on you and do a massive shit, like up the back shits. And they save the up the back shits for when you leave the house. They are horrible, aren't they? I've had, it's so funny, those up the back shits. I don't even, and look, I'm all for sustainable living and being good for the environment, but there's been some of the vests where there was just no saving no. straight into the bin. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think what we did talk about last week was, because, oh yeah, also, the world needs to know, I got my eyelashes done. I was going to say, I've been staring, have you not seen how I'm staring longingly <laughs> into your eyes? I've been meaning to say, your eyes look Fab- your but, eyelashes look fabulous. The, that was the thing. Yeah, last episode I was like, I'm hopefully, hopefully going to go get my eyelashes done. He played ball. We got home. Quick feed. Got the lashes done. Winning at life. Feel amazing. And we were kind of talking about that afterwards. We were like, you know, when everything goes according to plan, when you don't overthink it. That's fabulous, isn't it? It's amazing. And you feel like I'm such a functioning adult. I've got this down. And then the next day there's a dungarees shit explosion and you're like, I can't cope. So it's swings and roundabouts. Yeah. But I got the lashes done. And they look amazing. Um, my, my week's been a bit up and down. My husband's been away for work. Um, <laughs> I'm counting down. There are, he's actually been gone for two weeks. So wow. I'm at the tail end of it. It's just me and the two kids. And this week was a tough one. Um, I thought as they get older, it would get easier. But as they get older, the three-year-old is out of control in that he's having lots of tantrums. And Do you think they know when your husband's away? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, the, like the, obviously they know, but yeah. do you think that they know we can push her today? Oh, totally. And the eight-year-old, God bless the eight-year-old. She's like, she's been really good and really helpful. But look, she has her moments. But it's it's just constant. And there is no break. Like, I don't have my family here who I can just go, can someone just come take the kids? So it's just me. Look, my in-laws are great, but they've got their own things going on as well. So it's basically just me with the kids for two weeks. And I know, hey, this is what I signed up for. But this week was really tough because 
you know, we're all about you need to do what's right for you and you need to make sure you're happy because if you're not happy, the family's not happy. And that's right. But this week I had to make a choice that made me really unhappy because, you know, we're all about following our dreams and our career as well as looking after the kids. But this week I had to make an adult decision that I didn't like. I had to say no to a work opportunity that I really wanted. Okay. I had the opportunity to go over to London to interview the cast of Rocketman and I really wanted to do it. But it was a five o'clock start. We, we thought we were going to be able to make it work with the nine o'clock start because, as I said, I've got the creator amazing. But the five o'clock start just wasn't going to do it. I didn't have anyone to come over. And it was really tough. For the first week ever, I just went, I had to put myself last. And I'm not, oh, Marta is me. I just went, no, this is shit. Yeah. This is what I really want to do for me. But I had to be the adult and go, no, I'll organised for someone else to go do it and I'll look after my kids. And I get it. That's what you're supposed to do as a parent. No, and I do. And I think like for the most part, work decisions are easy enough to make. But when you work in this industry, a lot of it's really enjoyable stuff and you want to make it work. You want to fly to London and go do that. And if it was a normal week, you could have made it work. But yeah, like it is. It's hard. Like there's times where like I want to do things I'm asked to do and you're just like that's like the logistics they just don't work and you have to say no to things and it's okay to be annoyed that you have to say no and put your family first it doesn't make you a bad mom no no and and that's the thing I have to admit I didn't feel guilty for feeling the way I was feeling yeah it was I just felt so upset just going he's in Chicago living his best life I know he's not right he misses us but if one more person says to me Lauren oh poor Brian he has to go away. I'm going to knock him out. Okay. Because no one goes, oh, and not that I want, oh, poor me, but it's just like they think he's got the... It's tough, yeah. It t- and it's just like, hello, I'm the one who's left at home with the two kids. And it's also, tough. Oh, yeah, I have a friend now who's going to start traveling a bit with work. And like, that's his opportunity to catch up on some sleep as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when I get the phone call going, I'm so tired. I didn't really sleep last night. I'm just like, really? Really? Well, last night yeah. at two o'clock in the morning. And it's really hard because you don't want all your conversations when your partner calls you to be about, my day was shitter than, yeah. shitter than yours. Totally. And, so, and you know what? Sometimes you feel yourself doing it and you go, this is not a competition. <laughs> but other times you're just like, I need you to know how yeah. shit, shit it, it is. is. But then look, there's other times that during the week they've been amazing and we've had so much fun and so many laughs. But I suppose when my husband goes away, the hard thing for me is that's when I really, I always miss my family and friends, but that's when I find it really tough. As I said, I've got a great support support network here, but I don't, it's when it hits home that I don't really have anyone to leave the kids with. You don't have your mum's kitchen to go to, to be like, fuck Brian. Like, yeah. yeah. And do you know what? But, but no, but that's what it is. It's sometimes you don't even want people babysitting. You just want to go do the drop off. And it's just going, sitting in your mum's kitchen and going, you know, fuck him. Yeah. Like, you know, I get it. I totally get it. Um, there was a couple of other things I wanted to mention as feedback, for not just from last week's episode, but the week before. Firstly, I know I repeated my story about inappropriate things. Two weeks in a row, I tell the same story of the woman who asked me if I had another baby on the way, but that's how much it annoyed me. But I, I know, and it... You, it came from a different angle as well because it's really interesting. Did you know when I was telling it? I did and I was like, <laughs> okay, so where is this going? But I, I let you tell it because the second time you told it, that woman still, again, unless the person is crowning even then, do not ask not the person's crowning, but unless the baby's crowning um, oh, you know what I mean yeah, yeah. but do not ask a woman is she 
pregnant, right? So you had every right to be pissed off. But the other thing was, it's really interesting that it brought up other people's reactions yeah. to it. You look great. And it's like, that's not the point. Anyway, no. I know now I tell that story twice, won't tell it again. Another thing that someone pointed out to me, a really good friend of mine, was that when we spoke about our birth experiences and how we know how lucky we are with positive birth experiences, she made this really terrific point, which I think is so valid, is that just because you have a vaginal um, pain relief free birth doesn't mean it's a positive birth experience. Exactly like if you have a cesarean, an emergency C-section, doesn't mean that's not a positive birth yeah. experience. And I think that was really important to note is however you have your baby, if you walk out and you and that baby are safe and well and you're happy with how it went, that's a positive birth experience. So massive shout out to my friend Jill for pointing that out. Totally. And massive shout out to everybody who's getting in touch. We love yes. on our Instagram page, we're, we're like kids always checking the messages and getting back to you guys. Great feedback. Um, it's at 98FM, nobody told me on Instagram. Please, if you have any feedback, if you want to share any of your stories, let us know. Absolutely. Nobody told me with Lauren and Serena. Lauren, you were saying a little earlier on, when everything goes to plan, you think, yay, I've got this, life is good, what was I worried about? It is amazing. And we need to celebrate those moments because when everything is good, it's bloody good. I had a moment this morning. We'd been swimming. We left. He was asleep. I had a bit of brunch. I had a coffee to myself. I was like, life is good. I am winning at this. And like I said, getting the lashes done, like that was a big win. And I remember talking like last week saying, like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It's no big deal. When you're in it sometimes, it does feel like it's a big deal. And that's okay. I had a proper meltdown during the week. So I applied for his passport. I applied for a new passport for myself. I did exactly what they tell you not to. And I'd already booked my flights. So it's not for ages and I gave myself loads of time to do it. But you know we all do that, yeah? yeah? totally. Sent off all the forms, everything, grand. Got it all back in the post. They'd sent back my passport and they had sent back his, his application saying you didn't send the original documents, you sent photocopies. So to be fair, whoever was handling our case sent them back with her, with po- with them envelopes in it to go straight back to her, to her Brilliant. desk, which was like awesome. Obviously, the process is nearly there. So the logical part of my mind is like, it is literally just a matter of sending this woman back the original documents. It'll be with you within a week. Obviously, that's not how life goes. I was up 290, um, threw the documents straight into the envelope, went up to my local post office, sent them off. I was driving up to my dad's house because we were going out for the day to meet family. Halfway up the road, I went... I've no idea if I put in the original document or another photocopy. Oh, Lauren. Because there is no way of telling what's a photocopy and what's an original. I've tried it. I don't know how they tell the difference. Because I rang then the post office and I was like, sorry, can you open that? She was like, I can't do that. And I was like, how are you supposed to tell that? Because they're colour copies. Yeah. Right? So, turn the car around. Got to my dad's house. Meant to collect him. He came out to the door. I was like, into the car and I had a, and he was like okay now he knows me for the last 35 years of my life he was like leave her alone so I got back in the car baby in the car like an idiot drove back to my post office went home first took out the documents found so I have like three copies of his birthday yeah. I only have one copy of my marriage search which is what I needed for my form yeah. so I was like I know they have the original of that like that's fine that's grand um 
like that I've sent it in to them now. They had a copy the first time. Now they have the original. I know that for certain. But there was another copy of his birth cert in an envelope that I have at home in the filing cabinet. So I was like, okay, rang the post office. Hold the post! <laughs> Ran up to the post office, like skipped the queue like crazy bitch. Went in, losing my mind. And I was like, like, how are you supposed to know? So the girl in the post office was like, just send them all. Like, don't worry about it. Just oh, send them all. That's actually a really good idea. And they send them all back anyway. Yeah. In the middle of it all, my husband rings me and I'm like, I'm super sonic at this stage. And he was like, Lauren, it's going to be fine. I was like, if we don't get the passports, we can't go on holidays. And the flight, blah, blah, blah. Like, insane. Absolutely insane. Got it all sent. That was grand. The baby survived. I survived. Got to my dad's, went to meet the family. And like, there's babies of a similar age and we're all sitting around and they're all commenting on what a relaxed baby he is. And I literally heard myself say the words, well, sure, like, you know, we're pretty relaxed. <laughs> and I just not this could see my dad out of the corner of my eye choke <laughs> on his cup of tea. And I was like, I said to him on the way home, I was like, why is it never straightforward? Why do I do this? And he goes, because you're so impatient. If I had just gone home and taken the time to look at those documents, I would have sent them all perfectly in the envelope and I would have found which was the original. Anyway, the post arrived yesterday morning. The passports are in it. That whoever that girl is, I think Emma is her name in the passport office, had literally just processed them, sent them straight back. Can you check your documents? Make sure they're correct. Perfect. Got all the marriage documents back, got the birth cert back, got my old passport back, got the new Am passports. I hearing a but? <laughs> no, I just, I well, then I panicked that they didn't have all the correct details. But my birthday is right, his birthday is right. Everything else is in their hands. Yeah. Sent a screen grab to my dad and his partner. And I went, isn't it such a good thing I'm not a panicker? <laughs> And they both just wrote back like, you know, that stunned emoji of just like, listen, we're just not going to say anything. You're a crazy bitch. So anyway, when it goes according to plan, it's amazing. And you take those moments. When you do lose your mind and you go into the post office supersonic and you scream the place down, that's okay too. Like you aren't, we're, we all do it. We all do. And like sometimes there's also breakdowns. Like you're sitting there and you're thinking everything's okay. And you're breaking down over the littlest of things. It's so, a cumulative stress. Oh, so I, um, the three-year-old now is at the stage where he has to pick his clothes and he also has to pick down to the underwear. And he wanted the red ones, so I put the red ones on. Then he wanted the green ones, so we swapped them. Then I put the red ones back, the green ones back, and we did this for about five minutes. That sent me over the edge and that Because you're trying crying. to get out the door. Yeah, and that's, and I think that that's a thing when there's a lot of stress. But sometimes you just take that deep breath. And, and see, but other mornings, Lauren, that wouldn't have affected me. It is. It's accumulative. Like there's something else going on in the background yep. there, definitely. And like that was the the case for me with the passports. It was like, it's so not about the passports. But I let myself get to that point where I just threw everything in the envelope, didn't think it through. And had I just taken 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, but I can understand a three-year-old fannying about with his clothes would send you over the edge if you don't have time that morning. And it's okay. Like, you know, some people might be like, well, you should make time for that in the morning and allow for that. We no we one don't has have that time. luxury. You no. don't have that luxury no. some and, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't beat myself up for not having the time because allowing the time means that I'm waking up an hour beforehand. And you know what? People also say to you, it's very important you get sleep. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to sleep or yeah. do you want me to have that hour? Yeah. Like, for me, I need that sleep. I, I don't know. This week, and I, I think it sort of happens a bit more when my husband's not around, but I've also, 
I don't feel mum guilt. That I don't feel. But I do feel the constant question of, am I just a bad mum? Like sometimes I do feel like everyone else seems to know what they're doing. I still, eight years into this, Lauren, eight years, two kids, I still have no idea what I'm doing. Do you mean like, will they remember this meltdown? Like, will they look back and tell their therapist about this meltdown and be like, this one day, like, my mum went bananas because I wouldn't pick my underwear fast enough? Yeah, well, it's not even just the one meltdown. There's a lot of meltdowns and I've spoken to my girlfriends about this too. And we all have meltdowns. Yeah, and but like, I, I've turned into, sometimes I look at myself, you know, you step out of your own body and you're looking at yourself and... I have never been a nagger. I'm just not a nagger. And I've said to, like, I say to them, you have turned me into... Lauren's baby's with us in studio again today. And I warned enjoying- Serena about this. I was like, he found his voice in the last week or so. Now, I don't know if he's agreeing with us or disagreeing with us, but I found that having kids has made me a nagger and I don't like it. I don't like that side of me. And it's very frustrating sometimes to see that coming out. And I don't know, just the whole thing of... I look at other mums sometimes and just go, why does it come so easy to you? I I just sometimes don't feel like I'm doing a good enough job. I can totally appreciate why you feel that way because I think Instagram, you know, um, but I think even the most together people have their meltdowns. And I was speaking to a really good friend of mine just before I came in here. She's in Sydney and, you know, she's like got a great job they have a little girl she's really like she's so organized I was saying to her I was like you're just one of the most organized people I know and like her husband's sick at the moment and after her dinner like she knew she had to go back and log in and do some work tonight and in the middle of it like she's potty training her little one and there was like a number one and a number two and spaghetti bolognese on the floor and she's just like like what but at the end of it all, she was like, but she went down like a dream and like she slept tonight and I can go back and log in. I'm having a gin and tonic, sending that email. And I think those are the moments where you're just like, you just have to let it wash over you. And it's yeah. not easy to do it when you're in the middle of it. I have to go back to me in the post office during the week when you're in it. And it's almost like you float above yourself and you go, in 20 minutes time, you're going to laugh about this. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I go so far, I can't get myself out of it sometimes. And then sometimes you feel embarrassed, especially when it's happening When it's happening with your kids. You go, okay, even though I think, am I stuffing them up? They'll get over it, right? But when it's happening in public, you almost feel like you want to go back and apologise to everyone there going, this is not usually who I am. It was just, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. There was so much else going on. I do think people are getting better at understanding that. I think like our parents' generation and maybe like, maybe even like 10 years ago, people would be like, get that child under control. I think we're so much more aware now of people's mental health. And also that every kid is different. Like the one thing I learned that I'll never forget from doing the radio show for so long is that kids develop at different times and different kids have different triggers. And there's so many things to be aware of now that a child having a meltdown or a mother or father having a meltdown in the supermarket might actually be a sign that there's something else going on there. And like, you just can't judge and you can't say like, you know, get that child under control. Like I'm really aware of kids that are having meltdowns in supermarkets and, and things like that. But we are getting better, but I think we could always improve. Oh, definitely. And I have to admit, that's one thing that has never bothered me. If my kids are having a meltdown in a supermarket, I actually don't. It's funny. I care about what my my kids think. I don't care about what others around me think. If they think I'm a bad mother, it's just like, you're not in my situation. You don't know what's going yeah. on right now. If this kid is having a meltdown, it's having the meltdown. And if I walk off on it, there's a re- like, I know what I'm doing. Unless I'm doing something that puts my kid in harm's way, 
Do not be judging. Yeah. And is that what you mean when you were saying like, you know, I'm not usually like this. Is that like if you like make a rash kind of call yeah, it's more, or... It, it's more when I, I say I'm not usually like this, it's more my behaviour. Like if yes, I have yeah. lost the rag at a... I, I especially hate losing it at customer service people because half the time it's not their fault. Yes. But they're, they're just there. And so I, I feel like I need to go back and go, I'm really sorry for how I acted and... You know, but that was the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Yeah, I know what you mean. And like, it's hard because you really want to remember those moments where everything clicked. And, and sometimes it's hard to remember those. It moments, is so, like yeah. when you're in it, and like, it's very hard to take that couple of moments to yourself when you've got a screaming kid. Like I was talking to another friend recently about the stress of a screaming baby in the back of the car. And I think I mentioned that last week as well. Yeah. Is that when you're in that, it's very hard to go in five minutes, this will be over. Like I'll be pulled in safely because it is like, I'd say there are so many near accidents over parents trying to pull in because a baby yeah. is crying. Yeah. I remember, um, as I said, my three-year-old, uh, just the first 11 weeks of his life were pure hell. And I remember my mates saying to me, you know what, Serena, just just live by the motto, which I usually do, this too will pass. It's a phase, and, yeah. And it's just like, it's what you said though, Lauren, this too will pass isn't helping me in this moment right now. I'm too when, far gone right yeah, now. Yeah, like I am sleep deprived. And it's funny because, as I said, this week, the past couple of weeks, um, my husband's been away and... A friend said to me, why has this one been tougher? Like, you can usually handle it more than usual. Like, why has this one been tougher than usual? And I think because for the first time ever, I'm actually telling people it's tougher than usual. I'm walking around with the bags. It's not too bad today, but, like, the bags are down too. My, my lips, that's how many bags I have. I am exhausted. I'm run ragged. And usually I don't tell people. Do you feel in the past, and maybe it's to do with doing this podcast, maybe it's not, but in the past, you're like, oh yeah, my husband travels and I'm fine with that. I can cope. Yeah, I think people make you feel that you have to be okay with it too. Like, I can cope. I can cope. I don't need help. I don't need help. But then it's just like, you know what? I do. I do need help. I do. Or even if I don't need help. We were talking about this um, the other day. Sometimes help is hard. The help you need, when someone says, oh, you know, I'm here for you, how can I help? It's it's not that easy. It's not that, well, the help that I need right now is someone to actually be here with me in the middle of the night doing, or you know. Or the help I need right now is I'd just like to have a shower. Yeah. Like, I think people think, can you clean my house or, yeah, like, no. or cook me dinner? It's actually, I'd really like to have a shower and, like, wash and blow dry my hair or get my eyelashes done. Exactly. And I was actually saying to a friend... Um, last night on WhatsApp that I was feeling kind of tired and I was like I'd love to have a bath and I keep meaning to have a bath and not having a bath I just like you know have a shower I've spoken before about my love for showers yeah. <laughs> and she was like oh my god the next time I'm in your house go and have a bath but that is something if someone walked into your house and you went I'm going to go have a bath now yeah, you just like we we're not good at asking for those kind of things, and that's what we do need to because start you think of that for. as a luxury. Yeah, and like you said to me, don't feel guilty for wanting to get your lashes done. I took that advice. A couple of days later, I went and got my eyebrows done. Now I brought him with me, and only took fifteen minutes, and he sat on my lap for it. But it was like there's nothing wrong with taking the fifteen minutes to go and get that done. And how much better do you feel? Like, they're fab. But see, they, they, but they are. Do you know what? We are going to put this up on our Insta stories. How fabulous um, Lauren's eyelashes and eyebrows are looking right now. I but, go through phases. I do. Like, where I'm like, I want to have my lashes and my brows done. And then I go through a few months of really not caring. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm just like, I want to have my lashes and my brows But if done. that's what's making you feel good, because it's, this is the thing with parenthood in general. Sometimes you feel like you have no control over anything. So, if you could get 
your lashes done and your eyebrows done, it makes you feel like for two seconds you have control back in your life. What would be the thing for you now if someone said to you, right, Serena, I heard the podcast, you want a bit of help this evening, what would be your like nice self-care thing to do for Serena tonight? Absolutely no judgment. I think I'd just like to be able to... That's a tough one. I think I'd love to just be able to go out and do some exercise, just have a weekly exercise class that I could go to without thinking of of anyone else. You know, yeah. what's my husband's diary like? What's my diary like? What's the kid's diary like? I think that for me, would be bliss. And I think so many people can relate to that because, again, it's like if you're taking the trouble to employ someone to watch your kids or ask a friend or family to watch your kids or to make that time for you, you're like, it needs to be something really worthwhile. It can't be bullshit like eyelashes are going to the gym. But they're not bullshit things. No, yeah. Because you do feel so much better. But that's the other thing. Sometimes we beat ourselves up as well because we can't fit all this stuff in. Um... I keep going back to sleep because that for me, for it is getting better. But for ages, it was such a problem. And everyone would be like, but, you know, if you want to work out, make time for it. You know, stop making people feel bad if they can't make the time either because there wasn't time I could make for it. As I said, sometimes making time means giving up sleep. And the self-care is actually getting yeah. some sleep. I miss my naps. I've always been a nana napper. So, you know, I'd be, I'd get home from work and I'd always go down for 10, 15 minutes. And I think that's what I miss the most, actually. Actually, that's what I do. Forget about the gym. I just sound like a bit of a gym buddy there. I would love just a nap where I can switch off completely and just go down for half an hour and wake up again. And that would serve you. Yeah, yeah, I think and so. And I think now. there's nothing wrong. That, 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 if that's what makes you feel better and also makes you a better mom. Yeah, no, it does. I think like weekends away for people or even nights away or an afternoon away um, are things that are really important because your kids are going to be fine. I See, I have no issues leaving my kids. <laughs> like as I, I think say. that's a really good one actually for an episode is leaving yeah. your kids, going on holidays without your kids, doing stuff without your kids. Have you gone away without them? No, I have. Yes, we've done like oh, when my eight-year-old was God, maybe six months old. We went away on a weekend, away together. We had a wedding to go to, so we use that as an excuse. Um, I'd say we'd go away more if my mum and dad and my girlfriends were here as well because we'd be leaving. Because I I think that's the thing. As long as if you go away, you have to be comfortable with who you leave them with. Mm. And it's not that I'm not comfortable with who's here. It's just everyone here is so busy. Right. So I'm not comfortable with intruding on their time, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I'd really like to hear people's thoughts on that, actually. And we might touch on it again in a couple of weeks is like leaving either your baby or leaving small children. Because didn't you, before we came on air, we were talking about Amy Schumer. Yes, we're going to we're going to do that in inappropriate comments. Oh, actually. sorry. OK, OK. Yes, I won't jump yes, the gun on that one. But like, it's OK to leave your kids it's once you're comfortable and your baby's happy and I think going back to my point about it might make you a better mum yeah it might make your partner a better mum or dad to be away from them and for you to have some time to yourself time to yourself is so important it's just trying to figure out how to get that time for yourself and then as I keep going back to please do not be beating yourself up if you can't find that time because sometimes that is the internal struggle you're going why can everyone else make time for themselves and why can't I? Because, going back to the very first point, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Like sometimes, I've, I've definitely found for me when I overthink it is when the shit hits the fan. And like last week when I just go, do you know what, if he plays ball, awesome. If he doesn't, he doesn't. 
And it's very easy to say that when it all goes according to plan. But when you have something you really want to do and it doesn't come off, it is really frustrating. And like you didn't get to go to London to the Rocket Man junket. And it is really hard to be like, that didn't come off and it would have been great if it did. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So look, things are going to go to plan and when they don't, they don't. And if you feel like shit because they haven't, that's okay too. If you have a meltdown in your local post office, know yeah. that lots of people do that as well. We're with you. Nobody told me. The 98FM Parenting Podcast. Lauren, it's the time in the podcast that we really love. We hate at the time that it's happening, but we love talking about it. It's time to vent inappropriate comments people have said. I love that people have been in touch already with some of these. Um, this person has asked to stay anonymous, so we'll honour that. But I've had a listen. That's a really, really good one. Hey, ladies, loving the podcast. Um, talking about inappropriate comments. Um, just don't comment on a baby's appearance. Um, my baby had a temporary mark on her forehead post-labor, and we were in a restaurant uh, when she was a few weeks old, and a complete stranger at the table next to us uh, leaned over and said, what's that on her forehead? Um, so what I wanted to say was, it's from my coccyx bone, actually, in labor. Um, <laughs> but I refrained. <laughs> So, again, why? Why? Why, What's that on her head? Imagine. Now, I'm a big believer in not um, mentioning the elephant in the corner, right? Um, So, if there's something that, you know, is quite obvious... Um, and like, for example, I would never not mention someone's disability. I would never not mention something, you know, if a child has a condition, I would, I would, you know, and maybe I feel kind of qualified sometimes from, I mentioned this earlier, doing the radio show that I'm aware of a lot of conditions, spoken to a lot of parents and something that always came back was don't ignore it. Yeah. Right. So, um, I know a couple whose little boy was born with a cleft palate. And when I met him first, and like I had, you know, known they were pregnant. And when I met him first, I was like, my God, he's so gorgeous. And I was like, tell me, like, how's this feeding with the cleft palate? And the mum and dad were like, well, actually, he's feeding great and he's having a surgery and such a date and blah, blah, blah. And the doctors are so excited. Don't ignore something. But can I... Yeah, don't ignore it, but can you take... A page out of Lauren's book. It's the way you did it, Lauren. You didn't go, oh, hi, what's that? Yeah, right? True. You went, how was his feeding? You're not, I, I think it's the way you're saying, and it's also your mate, right? Well, you're not they're going not friends. Up- I know them. Yeah. But I also felt, I, you know, I, I'm not going to ignore that your child no. has this, and it's it's not something that's very common, but to I would never go, what's that on his face? Or like, like that girl, what's that on the baby's head? Like, like birthmarks. I think sometimes it's, you know, you'd go, oh, wow, you know, that's unusual. That's an unusual birthmark in a nice way. I'd never be like, that's a weird looking birthmark. Yeah, I think it's. um, I think it's how you phrase these things. But I think a mark on a baby's head post labor, like that must be a brand new baby. I, I don't know, am I wrong? I feel like no. I'm treading very, a very fine line of commenting. I, I, I think it is a fine line, so you have to be careful the way you say it. So the way that that, um, that message that we just heard, the way it was said, it was just like, oh, my God, what's that? None of your business. None of your business. Stranger. I, yeah. yeah, and that's what I think. And I remember when I first had my baby, it was really weird. I'd be walking down the street and complete strangers would be, and the hood would be up, and they'd be going round 
into the buggy, looking in and commenting on the baby. I was just like, you don't know me. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, I felt like I was walking around, you know, when you see people with dogs and, oh, who are you? And they want to pat the dog. Man, my kid is not a pet. It is not a zoo here. You don't get to do what you want with it. I wish though, can we, can we make a pact? Can we make a pact that from now on, whenever ever anyone says an inappropriate comment, we don't be inappropriate back. We just tell the truth. Yeah. So I wish that girl had said, actually, that's from my coccyx bone. You know, I wish she had. We are so, this is the problem with inappropriate comments. We're so aware of other people's feelings. We don't want to make them feel bad. So we don't tell them the truth. Or we do what we're so used to doing. We turn something into a joke yeah. when we're feeling bad. I think people are going to continue. Look, there's some people who are going to continue making the comments regardless of whatever they've heard. But Unless we make people aware, some people aren't going to change their behaviour because we're enabling that behaviour. And I do. I think some people probably walk away from situations going, why did I say that? Yeah. You know, but because it's a baby, they think... Well, it's a baby. It's like, it's a pet, you know? Like, I, they don't have feelings. But it's like, that baby has feelings and that baby's parents have feelings. Exactly. And it's not okay just to make a random comment about their parents. Shout out to an Irish company called Bubba Baby Covers. What are they? Have you seen the one that yeah. I have on my car seat? It was actually gifted to me by a friend. I don't have it there actually today. But it's like, it's a cover you put on the car seat. And it's great in the early days when they're brand new for germs. Covers the car seat completely. And it also means that when they're asleep, they're covered up. And so many people have said to me, that's a great joke. And I've said, yeah, it's great for keeping people out of their face. That's actually great. Because yeah. when people go to put their head in the buggy or head into the car seat to like touch your baby or make comment on your baby... It, these are so Bubba Baby Covers they're an Irish company she's absolutely incredible you find her on Instagram um, and that's what they're for it's not only for germs but it kind of it's that bit of privacy yeah. for a baby I love it so yeah please please give the baby its space the parents its space and I think Lauren's I think both of you guys are right in this instance um there's a fine line when it comes to commenting on appearances yes don't ignore that something is there but maybe can you think about the way? I would never say it. like if that was a mark on a baby's forehead, I'd never be like, "What's that?" But if the parent makes reference to it, yeah. I think that's kind of your cue. Totally. And I think something like just it's something like the cleft palate is just a, a it's because it's so unusual. Yeah. You know, and again, like these weren't strangers; they were people I know. But I also felt I'm not going to pretend. No. You know, and they actually, and then the dad was like so proud. He was like, it's actually a really unusual case. And they're really excited to operate on it. And I've seen the little boy since his mum does the same um, mama's class as me. And like, they did an incredible job. And it's not a bother on the young lad. But it was something that I was like, I'm not going to not refer no. to this. Because maybe, you, I don't know. But. Oh, I don't know. I am a bit out there no, for no, like, no. But thinking I'm everyone's best are, mate. But if you are in the post office and <laughs> you had that, um, conversation in the post office, I would have got Lauren, complete stranger, none of yeah. your business. And also in front of other people yeah. as well. I think yeah. you have to time, think of your timing, know your audience. Well, my inappropriate comment, go to people in general. Okay. So especially people commenting on Amy Schumer's Instagram timeline. Um, she uh, returned to work 14 days after giving birth. She had a gig at New York City's Comedy Cellar. And she enjoyed herself. She went out there, did a great show. Yeah. Of course, the trolls came out, didn't they? On Under the photo, there were comments like this. I'm sorry, what? Didn't you birth a human like five minutes ago? Another one said, already? That's insane and inhumane. 
contract or not, you need to be allowed at least six weeks for maternity. Another one, like I can still smell your placenta. Take a damn break for fuck's sake. You know what? For fuck's sake, stop commenting. She wasn't asking your opinion. She wasn't saying, should I go back to work or not? If a mother or a father has decided to go back to work after the birth of a child, either two days later, 14 days later, a year later, never. Not your place to be placing judgment. I loved Amy Schumer's comeback. She One of the lines was, I've always wanted to be mum shamed. And then she posted a pic of her on a bed pumping, um, saying, sending out love to the mums shaming me for doing stand-up last night. I'm just so pissed off. <laughs> I can tell. How are we for time? Because I do have a slightly different opinion. <gasps> right. I'm not shaming Amy Schumer. I'm not shaming anyone. I was talking about this in terms of Beyonce the other day because mm-hmm. what's the Beyonce film about her Coachella gig where she was like still breastfeeding the twins? Yeah. And Beyonce's amazing. Amy Schumer's amazing. My feelings on Beyonce, so I don't really have too much of an opinion on Amy Schumer because I'm like, if you want to go do the gig, go do the gig. I don't think you had to do the gig, but if you want to do it, but you it do you. But it makes her still feel like Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. And I get that. I do. And there was things I did when I was pregnant or just after having the baby that made yeah. me feel like me. So I get that. I was talking to someone the other day about Beyonce, about what she put her body through and she put herself through mentally that she speaks about in the film. And that I don't understand. She didn't need to put herself through that. And I think the fact that it's documented on camera how torturous that regime was, I think it's out there. People are going to comment on it. And I do feel, why did you put yourself through that? Because that was something she needed at the moment. Because I think it's really hard when you become a mum, either the first time, the second time, the fifth time, the sixth time. Oh, my God. Now I'm judging on the fifth and the sixth. Like, how many times? (laughs) However many times you become a mum, you still want to feel, I'm, I'm bringing it back to how we started it. When I had to say no to London, that for me was heartbreaking because at the end of the day, I am still Serena Bellissimo, right? And it's really hard. If I had the money, the resources, I would be doing what Beyonce's you doing as well. You would have someone in. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if it meant that I could go out, because I still have dreams. I still have dreams I want to fulfill. Of course you do. And that's what Beyonce has. And for her, like, I don't, say that I'm in her brain but I think for her that was still a part of it's really important for her to still have that and I think a lot of people go but you know when you become a parent you have to put your kids first in part she is putting her kids first because she's making sure her kids are well looked after and also showing her kids that now, come here. I think they would have been grand without the money from the Coachella gig right? no but it, it wasn't the money it okay. was it's a dream that she wanted and yeah. she she wanted to do that for her. She wasn't I doing felt it. really sorry for her watching it, to be honest. Like, I, I, as I said, Amy Schumer had a great night by the sounds of things. I just felt uncomfortable watching that Beyonce film because I felt like this is really, really horrendous and you didn't have to do it. No. But, but you feel she did have to she, do it. What, she, not for her. From, yeah, I, I'm going to say it's not from outside pressures. It's from pressures that we put on ourselves to still feel like we are us. Because at the end of the day, sometimes that's all we want to do. We still want to remember that we can just still be us. I'd love to know what people think about that. About Amy Schumer, about Beyonce. Like, we're saying like, no judgment, but like, I kind of do want to know what people think at the same time. And do you sometimes actually have to go, do you know what, that that can't happen because life has changed? Or 
can you can you still do those things and still be whoever you were before you had those babies? And have you been in those situations where people have told you, yes, you can, or no, you can't, and how did it make you feel and what decision did you make? I'd love to hear from you. You can get us on Twitter at 98NobodyToldMe or on Instagram at 98FMNobodyToldMe. We'd love to hear from you. Voice app us, voice app us, voice notice, us. We've gotten us. loads on yeah. Instagram, lo- like quite lengthy messages. We're getting through them. So please, like, I'd, and we can pick up on things next week or the following week. I think that's a really, really good one. And I think it is something, I'm sorry to say it, affects mums more than dads. Let us know what you think. Thanks for another week. Um, We'll catch you next week. Thanks so much. The Sound of the City. Nobody told me. The 98FM Parenting Podcast.